Welcome to the Bragger League Podcast with your hosts, Ben Jones, Brett McIntyre, and some other combination of guys. Dude, this is going to be a two-hour podcast. No, no uh, Shelby just looked at me and said, you got to hurry this thing along. It's going to suck so bad. <laughs> what a classic moment in Bragger Podcast history right there. You think you'll do a name change? I don't know. Uh, probably not. And you can't have that. Hit my chain to What did she say? I mean, she's thinking about it, but like, you know. Probably no. Don't be surprised if she asks where the cash at. I see she wearing them jeans that show her butt crack. My girls can't wear that. Why? That's where my stash at. I put my All right, all right. What is up, Bragger League? It's your boy here, the commission, with my main man, Brett McIntyre. Brett, say what's up to the boys. What's up, fellas? Brett McIntyre here in my garage. Nice. Oh yeah, dude. Uh, new house. I forget. So you got like good internet now, right? We'll see. I'm actually farther from civilization, but so far it can't be worse. Um, it is. It is a new house, which is pretty cool, pretty exciting. Um, definitely moving up in the world. Uh, but so far, uh, you know, not much. Not much different in my life other than that nice well you, you kind of got some natural reverb going on there so i think you actually might yeah it's a garage <laughs> it is a garage <laughs> uh well, well heck man so let's let's talk a little bit about the draft um you know it's our it's our fourth season as a league drove up we had a great time uh just how you feeling fourth season coming in what are your thoughts I I had a great time at the draft. I felt like it was, if not our best draft ever, it was on par with all the other drafts, which are always really fun. Um, I felt like I panicked in this draft. I think for the first time, um, and I guess we can we can talk about that when I get to my team. Yeah. But um, other other than that, uh, I I had an absolute blast. Of course, a big thank you to the the Gibbons for hosting us because it was very very fun. Yeah, I agree. So shoot, shoot me straight, honest thoughts. What do you think of the uh, commissioner superlatives? I love the commissioner superlatives. I, I felt like um, it's it's really hard to hurt my feelings with stuff like that. And I felt like maybe you were a little disappointed that I wasn't hurt <laughs> by them. Because I just thought they were really good. Like, I thought they were dead on. Like, guy who talks about his stats – um, and what was the other one? Oh, the Dwight True one. I just thought they were like, I was just like, oh man, that's a great joke at my expense. It doesn't hurt my feelings. I just like it. Good. Yeah. Well, you know, I put in some, some, some time and effort after my, uh, speech from last year kind of flopped. So I figured I owed it to the guys. Right. I, I wouldn't say your speech flopped. You don't say that about yourself. Uh, How dare you? Um, <laughs> uh, uh it was the the superlatives were super fun, and obviously a lot of time had gone into them because it, you had the graphics and all that, and that was that was really really fun. That was a super fun way to start the draft off. Yeah, I, I think that was a full work day, honestly. <laughs> it it looked like a full work day. The background and all that stuff. That's one of those things. It's like it takes you about five minutes to present the whole deal, and you really wish somebody would ask, like, "Hey, dude, how long did you put into that?" Oh, this <laughs> long time. 
Yeah, that's right. Uh, so uh, outside of that, yeah, the dra- the draft was great. Um, appreciate you coming up. Special shout out to Josh Dunn, of course, our boy Dunn, taking over the moderator position, and then of course Stephen Maxson filling in for Stephen A. Great friend of the show. Uh, looks like Stephen A. is actually going to have a pretty doggone good team. Uh, Might have been a little bit better draft than maybe he could have done so i guess could be it c- could be well, we'll, we'll have to let that one play out but uh huge thanks to that thanks to shelby uh, and everyone who brought food and helped uh plan for uh food around that uh somehow studale still bailed out right at the end of the draft for some uh some family time so uh it still ended up with a good team i think so um with that being said you ready to get into it yeah, I would just, you know, with with COVID and everything changing so much, it's good to know that some things, some things are an anchor, so to speak. And the Bragger League draft and all of the things that happen are, are a great anchor. That's very philosophical of you, Brett. Uh, it was philosophical. <laughs> and, and, I, and I had thought about, I kind of landed halfway between a joke and a real comment, and I couldn't decide which way to take it. <laughs> Well, I'm sure the guys will love it anyway. Uh, so, uh, so let's get right into it. So, Bragger League, this is the draft recap uh, episode for you guys. So, what we will do here is we're going to run down each team for you guys. We're going to give just an overview. We'll talk about best and worst values, and then we'll kind of put you in a projected finish, right? So, we'll just do playoffs or not playoffs. At the end, we'll do our league champion picks, and then we'll uh, also introduce the uh, ACT lock. So, um, th- with that being said, then, uh, Brett, why don't you go ahead and get us into Stephen A's team for us? So, Stephen A's team very much could be the comeback comeback team of the year. Looking at it, he went, he went a route that you really can't go wrong. He went um, expensive backs. Uh, he went Camara and Edwards Hilaire for $60 each, roughly Hilaire was 61. But after that, he, he's actually just got some pretty good players around him. He's got Thielen, uh, who we got for 29 bucks. Can't go wrong with Drew Brees. He got George Kittle, which in my opinion, and, and I guess I'll, I guess I'll talk about this. This to me was easily his best value. Mm-hmm. Uh, George Kittle for 23 bucks. I think everybody in the, in the socially distanced circle was like, Oh, Gosh, how did Kendall just go for twenty three bucks? That that makes me sick. Um, so I think that's going to be a great value. Jerry Judy could break out. I think Stephen, on the whole, has a really really good team. But you've got strong feelings about this team. So why don't you why don't you tell me what you're thinking? Yeah. So on the whole, similar to Preparation H, I think Stephen Adams' team is pretty good. Um, yeah, I do. Um, I'm very excited about Kittle. Feel like that is certainly his best. Um, value um, certainly want to see how that plays out. I think we were all really impressed. Uh, probably has a little weakness in his wide receiver position. Sterling Shepard and John Brown probably aren't going to get it done. Um, but I would. I think they have probably between those two guys probably about as many concussions as like the entire football team for many teams. Yeah, they probably have more concussions than catches. That's right. Probably so. So, so we'll see about that. Um, I, I, as far as maybe worst value goes, uh, kind of went studs and duds a little bit here. So, worst value though could end up being I'm gonna go with Noah Fant, right? N- Noah Fant, uh, just there's no there's no chance that he could be 
good probably, but I, I feel like it was probably a $1 tight end that was bid early. Um, I agree. And, I agree that Fant was probably a $1 tight end. I do think he could actually be good, and we could look at $3 on Fant as like, oh, that was pretty good. But I do agree. He probably should have gone for $1. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, well, so with that being said, what do you where, where do you think Stephen A is going to end up finishing? You got him in the playoffs or not? Uh, I definitely have Steven Adams in the playoffs. I would, I would put him. I mean, if we're if we're talking seeding, uh, which I think is probably the only fair way to do this. Um, if we're talking seeding and not, not necessarily getting into what could happen in the playoffs, um, I'm going to say Steven Adams is is without a doubt a three or four at worst. I, I, I think the four seed is is Steven Adams' worst case scenario if this team plays out like it should. Yeah, I, I certainly agree there. I, I love I love the backs heavy. Uh, I'm a big Thielen fan myself, so um, I I think something something just keeps sticking out and out to me, and and I am just I feel led to call it out. Three dollars on Daryl Henderson, Ugh, man, that is <laughs> that is three dollars in in the toilet. Yeah, that that backfield is going to be pretty crowded uh, with Cam Akers and Malcolm Brown. Um, it's really, really hard to know who's going to break out of that with Gurley being gone. So you never know. Um, could it could have been an overspin? Um, uh-uh. I know it's not. It was. It wasn't good. Three dollars is not good. <laughs> Three dollars is a bad pick. All right. So you've got him in the playoffs uh, around three or four seed. Um, I'm going to say he's definitely in the playoffs. I'll probably go a little bit higher than you, though. I actually like his team uh, quite a good bit and think Kittle's quite the beast. So I'll put him at uh, – I say he finishes second. So I say St- St- wow. St- Stephen A comes in at runner-up. Aggressive aggr- – we're bullish. Bullish on Stephen A. Yeah, so d- definitely. I think we've, I think we've, we've gotten, gotten quite a bit of, of talk. He does have – he's going to play at Koo at the kicker position with Young Hoku. Just had to slip that one in. Um, and this next guy, his his kicker has a heart of gold. So if you'd like to talk about your your friend, and mine too, I guess, um, Josie Gibbons. Yeah, that's right. So Josie again uh, had had a magical, well well balanced draft. So every year, I feel like Josie finds a way to land um, the RB two that balances out his team, right? He, Josie's not a guy that's going to overspend, really. Um, he's not going to um, blow his budget when he doesn't have to, necessarily. Uh, he's very uh, stable in his bidding. And so, as a general overview, very well-balanced team. Uh, certainly, the sh- strength comes in with Dalvin Cook coming in with $61 and Russ Wilson at 12 I personally think Russ Wilson, if anybody's going to derail – um, Lamar Jackson or Patrick Mahomes from uh, that top uh, QB in fantasy, I think it's going to be uh, Russell Wilson, right? So big big fan of those guys. I think DJ, um, the, the thing with DJ is that if, like he actually has to be a player, right? So last year has to be considered a fluke. Um, he looked awful last year, um, especially after, uh, the injury, and so uh, he looked kind of done. Um, you remember that uh, the run around the outside where it looks like he's carrying a refrigerator. Uh, 
So there's there's a lot of questions I have about DJ. His wide receivers are fine. I think everyone loves Lockett pretty good. Um, Cup's a touchdown machine. T.Y. Hilton's a guy that I didn't really target necessarily. Um, I certainly like the upside with Phil Rivers there. I think they're going to pass the ball uh, uh, at, a, at, a, at a greater clip for sure. Uh, but we will um, – you know, the, the verdict's still kind of out. Evan Ingram's fine. Um, Madison as the handcuff is great. He did spend up a pretty good bit to get Antonio Gibson. So he spent 21 bucks on, on Antonio Gibson. So, Brett, t- tell me what do, you, what do you think about that pick? Well, I, I in general, I, I always like the teams. Even, even when Josie was taking the ACT multiple times, I always <laughs> liked his teams. At the draft, I, I've I've always I've always said that, um, and I know that if I'm if I start bidding on somebody, Josie Gibbons will be right there, or or vice versa. If he starts bidding on somebody, we always are after the same people. With that being said, um, the Antonio Gibson pick, I look if you if you wanted him, I think that's about what you had to spend. His hype train like was so nuts that that's just I think I think that was about the going rate for a guy like that. And it's really fun to have those kind of like lightning rod type of players, but twenty one bucks is steep. Like like comparatively, mm-hmm. if you're looking at that, um, I mean he spent twenty two on David Johnson, who's a much more proven. Even I mean he's got question marks. Uh, Jonathan Taylor went for twenty one, who I think we would agree is probably more surefire than Gibson. Certainly. Um, Mark Ingram went for twenty two, who I think I would probably take over Gibson. Um, now, but, but like, as, as I'm looking around, I, I expected it to be worse as I, as I kind of looked through the $20 backs, but they're not, I mean, you're not getting uh, the, the Jonathan Taylor one really sticks out, but otherwise you're not getting necessarily like a great back in that 20. They're all kind of speculative guys. Um, and so, I mean, if Antonio Gibson's your guy, I think, I think 21 isn't terrible, but it's definitely, I mean, that's, that's not cheap. That's not sleeper. That's not sleeper money necessarily. Right. Yeah, no, I say that's a great, great recap. Uh, as far as best value goes, um, uh, let's go with. Um, I, I don't know. I, th- I think I'm still going to land on the uh, the T. Y. Hilton train. I think. Yeah. Um, uh, like I, I just think that the the right amount of upside is there. He probably should have went for a for a few dollars more, but it seems like everyone was baking in the the risk for him. Um, yeah, I, um, I, I always, I think I'll, until T.Y. Hilton retires, I'll probably be willing to spend on him in an auction just cause you, you feel all right with T.Y. Hilton in your lineup. I will say though, my, my main man, and you know who basically my favorite player in the NFL is Marvin Jones. <laughs> yeah, um, of course. For, for $8. Uh, because any, any time that Marvin Jones is in your lineup, he's probably going to at least get you some points and could always score three touchdowns because he, the dude is just really good and his, I think is one of the most underrated players in the NFL. So $8 for Marvin Jones, who I think will have as good, if not better, of a year than T.Y. Hilton, um, Jarvis Landry. Uh, I'm looking just looking at guys that went up for more than he did. You know, Michael Gallup, those guys. Right. I think you could see Marvin Jones outscore all those guys, and he, of course, went for less. Yeah, for sure. As far as worst value goes, anytime you draft Sammy Watkins, it is the worst decision of your draft. So, Jose, we respect you greatly, but the Lizard King does not belong on anyone's team. Yeah, I'm fine with that. 
<laughs> All right, so so let's move. Uh, uh, oh, sorry, predictions. Um, I think Josie makes the playoffs for sure. Um, and let's uh, let's. I'm gonna put him at regular season champ. So I'll actually go ahead and put him in the one hole, so I don't have to have that over my head the rest of the time. Um, I I had Josie as my as my number one pick. Um, but I think I've I think I've done that like multiple years in a row. So Josie is not my number one pick, but I do have him easily as a playoff team, really in the same vein as that Stephen Adams tier, that like right at the second, right at the second tier, two, three, four range. I guess let's put a number on. Let's put let's put two there. All right, nice. All right, cool. Well, let's talk about our boy Groves here. So um, I'll 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 let you take it a little bit. Um, tell me what you think. What you feeling? I love Grubbs' team. Grubbs did literally exactly what I wanted to do um, in, in this draft, which was take, take your money and get running backs um, and then just sort of piece it together um, at receiver. And he did that, and he did it with not, not a terrible amount. I mean, like he spent – so Grubbs, on his big three backs, spent $126, if my math is right, um, he got Miles Sanders for 40, Mixon for 60, James Conner for 26. But then he, he even got J.K. Dobbins <clears throat> for $5, um, Tony Pollard for three, who, you know, I mean, who, whoever, I think Stinton got, got Zeke, you know, that person is always going to be willing to give you something for Tony Pollard. So he's always got value. <clears throat> but um, those, those backs are, I mean, James Conner's got the health stuff. But, like, other right. than that, when he's healthy, he's awesome. So those three backs are, I think, just looking across the board, as good as anyone's in the league. Um, and so I like I like Grubbs' team a lot. Uh, he got McLaurin at receiver, Allen Robinson at a huge value for 22 bucks, And then just a little, just to go ahead and jump into it, the, the bargain, possibly the bargain of the whole draft, Mark Andrews for 8 bucks. Um, right. It's pretty unbelievable. That dude is seriously good. Um, so I think Grubbs' team looks really, really good. And to, to bet against Grubbs is kind of a scary thing because we all know Grubbs knows what's going on. And it has almost become – it's almost become like the, the running joke but not a joke because I think, I think it drives Grubbs crazy that, like, we're all a little bit afraid to approach him. Like, hey, I'm a, do you want to trade? Wait, why do, why do you want to trade, though? <laughs> But, you know, it's like that scene – I always say it's like that scene in The Princess Bride where he's trying to get the guy to drink the poison. He's like, well, right. you'd, like that. you'd like that very much now, wouldn't you? Um, he's lifting the cup, and that's how I feel when I'm talking with Grubbs because I just know Grubbs knows what's going on. That's right. I, th- I think it, it really has hampered Grubbs uh, in the last few years of the league. Um, anytime he's, he starts trade negotiations, uh, everyone kind of assumes that he's got the upper hand. Um, and so that makes Super people, knowledge. that's right. It makes people a little reluctant. Uh, but I agree. Be, best value has got to be Mark Andrews and th- this league, Brett, we, we disproportionately devalue quarterbacks and tight ends. Like, yes, that's right. We like, it's fine because we, we kind of pay market value within the economy of our draft. Right. But relative to other positions, like, Mark Andrews is probably a fourth round player in standard snake drafts, maybe third somewhere. And so when you talk about just dollar value throughout that draft, he should easily be 
you know, an $18 player at that point. Well, um, and, and look at, look at a great example of that. Um, Cam Akers, who, who J ball got for $16, who yeah. I think you said before the draft, like, Hey, 20 bucks on Cam Akers. You good with that? Like, yeah, sure. I'll, t- I'll, I'll go 20 bucks on Cam Akers. Um, who could totally go either way. Right. You know what I mean? He, he could, he could be a guy who at the end of the year, he's got, 600 yards and a couple touchdowns because he didn't beat the guy out or he could have 1200 you know you don't you just don't know with cam makers but you know 16 dollars on cam makers which like i said i would have done too but eight dollars for mark andrews who is probably for your team especially at least in the first six weeks or whatever going to be more valuable right yeah no i completely agree um, um i would like to say uh the worst on grubs is anthony miller yeah. Uh, $2 on Anthony Miller. I will never – and Grubbs is always like Anthony Miller. And so I, I hope that one day, just not against me, one day Anthony Miller breaks out so that I can just get the, the, a million texts from Grubbs about how good Anthony Miller was always going to be. I've never understood it, though. Mitchell Trubisky's number two, I guess, if you're not counting the tight end or Tariq Cohen. Mitchell Trubisky, non-number one target. I've just never understood it. Right. I agree there. I think I think for me, probably worst value is going to be Daryl Williams. Um, I, I understand the offense. I understand the handcuffs, but I'm not a big fan of guys that get very little playing time outside of um, outside of their regular roles. Like, so I'm just not a big fan no of guys. That's right. They have they have very little standalone value. So. That's I would say that I mean he obviously had a lot of money left over at the end of the draft, um, so that's probably his weakness for the draft. I would say spending that much on your bench uh, seems a little out of line with the rest of the league. I think he can shorten some of those to one dollar players, and he could have spent up for a wide receiver three. Looks like so. Um, but where do you uh, go ahead? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I th- I, th- I think so. But ultimately, when you look at what his backs are and that tight end and I mean I just think McLaurin Robinson and then sort of piecing together that third one that's pretty darn good when you look at what he it's obvious that that like whether whether he planned it like this or just through the course of the draft this just sort of happened it's obvious that receiver was not a priority for him but I still think it turned out pretty good like I mean if he didn't I mean if he'd spent a little extra money on a three that'd be awesome but I still think it's pretty good um, I have Grubbs certainly making the playoffs, probably like a four or five. Um, if we're putting a if we're putting a number on it, uh, let's say let's say five seed Grubbs. Nice. But but a five seed that looks that's pretty comfortable the whole way. You know what I mean? Not, yeah. not, not squeaking it at the last minute. Yeah, cool. So I think I'm gonna break from the fray a little bit on you, Brett, and I'm gonna say that. Um, the the concerns at wide receiver three, even though he's got the three solid backs, um, I, I'm going to say that those end up haunting him most of the year. He he double dipped. Uh, now they're just bench players. He double dipped on the Bears receiver core uh, with Mitchell Trubisky being being the worst quarterback in the league. Um, and so fantasy is about talent and opportunity. Those guys do have opportunity uh, uh, to some degree. So. Um, I'm actually going to go bold here and say uh, that Grubbs actually misses the playoffs. I think he, I think he barely misses. Kind of a, okay. kind of a, kind of a last week. So I'm, a, I'm gonna put him as missing, and I'll put him right at that seven spot. 
he's not standing still. He's just lying in wait. That's what that's what I would say about his approach. That's um, right. I, w- I would say he's pretty safe in the ACT, though. Oh, certainly. Certainly safe in the ACT. So next up, you have our good friend, Jonathan Gary, newly minted pastor of Hikes Retreat. That's right. Is it Hikes or Hooks? It's hikes, hikes as in you're going on a hike, but you it's spelled it's spelled like hucks. Interesting. Said that last year Kamara was the highest in the draft, and he may have only went for seventy five. So, um, qu- quite a substantial jump there. But uh, obviously, I love his running backs, McCaffrey and Chubb. I'm probably based on just my conversation with everyone. I probably like Chubb more than. The rest of the league, I think, is a great back. Um, I, I don't necessarily love that Kareem Hunt is there as as well, of course. But you but you can't uh, you can't do anything about that. And I think Chubb is easily um, an RB one. I think he's easily a top twelve RB, even with Kareem Hunt in the mix. So love his running backs, uh, like his receiver core. Some somewhat, I do think this is a weakness. Jarvis Landry, um, I just don't know. So he's he's got a couple of Browns. Brett, what do you think of the Browns' offense? <sighs> um, he does. I, I'm just now noticing now that you mentioned that he he does have two Browns in his starting lineup. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's either going to be awesome or it's going to be terrible. Like I, I I don't I don't see a like like the the Browns becoming the Lions where you know they go eight and eight or whatever and it's a it's just like kind of a normal year. There's some production. I think the Browns are gonna be really really good and go ten and six or eleven and five, or they're gonna just totally collapse. In which case your fantasy pieces are, are terrible. So having two of them is. A risky proposition, but fortunately, those are probably the two safest Browns that you can get. I know, like Odell is the higher priced piece, but but Jarvis, you pretty much know he's not going to lay he's not going to lay an egg for you. And I think Nick Chubb is about the closest thing to Derrick Henry that you can get. The only difference is that he has a much better other running back there than Derrick Henry does. Yeah, it's a good comp. Um, I think that's a great point. Uh, as far as the rest of Gary's team. Um, AJ Green is pretty polarizing player. Some people are all in, some people are not. Um, I like AJ Green. I think I think it, that's going to be a good pick for him. Yeah, I think he's fine. Burrow, yeah, and Burrow Burrow's probably pretty good. Um, I think so. And so that that's fine. Devontae Parker, look, I'm I've never been a Devontae Parker fan, and that's probably not changing Me right either. now. Um, I think the Dolphins stink. I think they're gonna stink. Um, I think at the end of the year, they'll have to face the decision of, you know, keeping Tua on, on the team and drafting Trevor Lawrence at the number one overall spot or trading yeah. out of the spot, you know. So um, I, I think that's a, that's a, I just think that's where they'll find themselves. And so um, not a huge fan. D, DK is a great pick uh, for the flex. Uh, I like DK. I like the Seahawks offense. I would say, if, if there was one team that I didn't get any piece of that I wish I would have, I would say it was the Seattle Seahawks. Um, hmm. I, I think that between Carson, Metcalf, Lockett, and Wilson, I think all of those guys are primed for for big seasons. I would love I would have loved to have had some of them, and I didn't. I didn't get a single piece, and so a uh, little little disappointed about that. Um, 
I think uh, he went he went Cam Newton early uh, for two bucks. Probably could have got him for a buck late in the draft, but he did um, go ahead and solidify his QB position with Kyler Murray, uh, who's certainly going to be a runner. Um, really, really, no fears there. I, I don't have any questions about Murray. I think he'll be fine. Um, so uh, overall, uh, I think he's got a nice team. You know, Gronk is the uh, tight end for three dollars. Probably a big mistake, but uh, considering uh, considering OJ Howard is uh, running ahead of him in practice. Well, um, Gronk, the the Gronk, I, I, I'm going to agree that Gronk was his worst value at the time. If you remember, Gronk, he, I don't know if he nominated Gronk or somebody else did. I think it was him. Um, and Gronk was one of the first tight ends nominated, and I thought he had gone for four. I really did, but um, but later on, so many tight ends went for so cheap. I mean, like Waller, not, not Waller, right. Waller for four, uh, Mark Andrews for eight. Um, and there, there were a couple of other guys. I mean, Austin Hooper for one, um, Higby for one, Kyle Rudolph, for some reason, went for $1. I think he's still in the NFL. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like, like I think just relative to all the other values, Rob Gronkowski looks pretty bad. Yeah, I agree. Um, so that's the worst value. Best value, um, man. Let's go with uh, let's go. Kyler Murray at six. Yeah, I, I, I actually think. Yeah, easy. yeah, that's a Kyler great. Murray that's six a, is a steal. Yeah, it's a great pick. Um, awesome, cool. Uh, projected finish. Um, I'll bet lead off here. I do think that um, a lot of the unproven. I'm not a believer in the Browns' offense myself. Um, I, I think they have a lot of potential. I'm just not so sure they can put it all together. Um, I think he'll have to make some moves for, for a tight end. I think he'll be fine at quarterback. But um, I, I think he's super exposed. I don't really love his bench. Um, not a whole lot of upside down there. So uh, I think I think Gary misses the playoffs, and I think he's about ninth. Probably runs into some scheduling issues. So I'm putting him see, in ninth I think, place. I, I can see it, it, it's really hard to bet against the team that has Christian McCaffrey. Um, I, I think that Christian McCaffrey and Chubb and DK Metcalf, I think those guys can can push Gary to like a fringe playoff team. But I think I think Gary might find himself in a position that I've found myself in a lot of times where maybe you kind of, you start out like five and two, but then those those positions like that AJ Green or that Jarvis Landry where you're just not getting enough from that and you kind of end up a little rudderless with with that wide receiver position or like a big area of need like that and then he, mm. then maybe you lose a kick of three or four games and so I think I think Gary is, is gonna is gonna land right outside the playoffs at seven. Yeah, it's just so hard to pick wide receiver matchups, right? right. It's just so hard to try and play the right guy if you want to squeeze in. Uh, you know, he's got Ayuk and Kenny Stills, Curtis Samuel, right? So even if they're different bench players, it's so hard to pick the right matchup because it's so volatile. And so I think try, trying to play that game will be uh, tough, and, and it's it's very easy to miss the, the ceiling game of some of these guys. Yeah, catch a there is game. a real scenario, though. If you look at the explosive players like, like McCaffrey and Chubb, and Kyler Murray, and I mean, even Cam Newton, DK Metcalf is about as explosive as it gets. There's a real scenario, though, where Gary just pops off like six, seven, eight wins because his team can put up 130 because those dudes are so good, and he right. makes it. I mean, that that's that seems very realistic to me. Right, I agree. Well, yeah, overall, Gary, good team, did a little work in. Should be just fine. 
make a couple moves, talk to me. Um, That's right. <laughs> but yeah, so it's it's not a bad team at all. Yeah. All right. So so let's move on a little bit. Uh, we're tracking with time. Sorry, boys. It's going to be a long one. Um, but uh, we're doing okay on time. So time to time to hit our boy, uh, reigning champion of the Bragger League, the one and only from Oak Grove, Mississippi, Stuart Benjamin Hinton. Take it away, Brett. Is that his middle name? That's his middle name. Yeah, I mean that is. I'll be honest. Whenever I was gonna, I didn't, I didn't know I was gonna say his middle name until I said it. It's kind of like, but it is. That is his middle name. Yeah, I mean that is it. Hmm, interesting. So, um, Stuart Hinton, uh, if you were not one of my best friends, would be my arch rival nemesis. Um, he did put. He did beat me in the championship last year. Shout out, shout out to Kirk Cousins, huh? Currently, currently hurt, hurting. Yeah, that it still hurts, and sometimes you just live with that pain, and you, you bury it deep, and it comes out in unexpected ways. Uh, Stewart is, had a good draft, uh, except that I don't really like his team very much. Um, right off the top, uh, Pat Mahomes obviously twenty five bucks is a pretty darn good price for him. That's the um, if I'm going to give him a best a best value, that I think has to be it. Um, I typically, like you were saying, we, we devalue quarterbacks mm-hmm. a lot. And so I think 25 bucks for Pat Mahomes is probably the equivalent of like 30 bucks for a running back. I mean, that's just a really good price. I think, yeah. um, Ezekiel Elliott for 74. I mean, if you want to get, if you want to get one of those backs, that was what we saw the whole draft. Every big back was expensive. So 74 bucks is a ton but, you know, he got Ezekiel A, and that's obviously who he wanted. Michael Thomas for 55, pretty darn good value, considering that I think I got Tyreek Hill. Oh, 52. Okay, I thought I paid 57 for Hill. But even so, 55 bucks for um, Michael Thomas is, is really good. Uh, Diggs for 15 is fine. You know I love Diggs. We'll talk about him in a minute. For sure. Um, Debo, who uh, was hurt whenever uh, Stanton drafted him for $10 is a lot for a guy who I know was already they were thinking might miss the first couple of weeks, even though he's a really good player. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a lot of $1 guys like uh, Jared cook for a buck. That's, that's pretty darn good. But uh, Corey Davis, uh, Lynn Bowden, who is somebody who is in the NFL, I guess <laughs> Frank Gore, uh, Frank Gore for a dollar golden tape for a dollar. So like, it, it's big time studs and duds, big time studs and duds for Stenton. Yeah. Big, big time, big time. And so I, I think, um, there's a very real scenario in which Patrick Mahomes, Ezekiel Elliott, and Mike Thomas are all the number one at their position, and Stu Hinton kind of kind of yes. runs away with the league. Um, but but I I think um, I think he's got a lot of holes. Um, you know, Laxatives Murray um, as the RB two with no real help outside of you know backup Frank Gore. Um, I think. Uh, you know, we all love Frank Gore as much as the next guy. But, you know, I think he's in trouble there. Uh, don't love his wide receivers ne- necessarily. Um, Debo's hurt. Uh, Diggs catching balls from Josh Allen. Uh, we'll talk about him when we get to Shelby's team. Um, but don't really know there. So, I, I honestly think Sten's a little in trouble here. I just don't uh, – it's such a risky, such a risky draft. Now, let, let us not forget that last year – um, we, we thought that he was in trouble too, and you know he kind of 
you know, walked the dog, as they say, uh, with this. They do say that. Some people have said it. Uh, so I, I think um, pro- probably best value. Um, you know, at the moment, Kamara had not signed yet, and I thought Latavius Murray would go for a few more dollars uh, than the 11. I think Latavius has flex appeal aside from that. Um, so I, I'd say that was a decent value um, there. Uh, he did sneak in a late Raquel Armstead, who had a chance to be the Jaguars guy. So we will um, – I, I guess we will see how that plays out. Um what 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 about yeah what about that? Uh, I mean, I think Raquel Armstead is like the only actual NFL player to get coronavirus up to this point. <laughs> um, like, just pointing it out. Uh, yeah. I think Jared Cook for a buck uh, was pretty darn good. So, and a very self-serving self-serving shout out here. I have always I'm a huge Diggs fan. 15 bucks for digs is fine with me. That's a fine value. For sure. And so let, let me let me ask you this, Brett. So did you know that Stuart Hinton at one point made a uh, made like an interactive map of coronavirus cases in the US? No, and it was did like USA Today pick it up? Uh, no, I think it was just I think he just looked at it. I think. He he kind of shared it to our group. I'm not sure what the response was. So you're saying that he of all people should have known not to take Raquel Armstead. You, you, you would think that the guy that pays enough attention to create the coronavirus map would also know that Raquel Armstead was the only guy to get COVID. He's been on the list like three times. I don't know what the deal is with him. I don't know. I don't know. He's got to stay out of the casinos. That's what I hear. That's it. That's, that's it. Well, if if you if you've got, would you like to say where where you have Stinton finishing up the year? Yeah, um, so so I did this last year, and I, I've kind of wrestled with doing it again, and I don't want to look stupid again because I hear it all season, um, and no, no one rubs it in more than Stu Hinton. But um, I'm I'm gonna right. I'm gonna say that Stu Hinton, uh, I'm not a fan of his team. I think he's gonna land in the uh, bottom two. I, I won't I won't I won't say eleven or twelve, but I think. Um, I think he's in trouble. I, I think so. So I'm gonna put him in that eleven twelve range. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna put I'm gonna put my voice due in the bottom half, uh pretty aggressively in the bottom half. And and honestly, Stu, I know you're listening right now. So so listen in close. This was the best thing that ever happened to you last year when Ben and I disrespected your name on this esteemed show. You worked doggedly. You made hype videos. You went and you made trades and you, you did and you won. You won the league. So you're welcome. But I still at, at the draft I see Sue Hinton's team aggressively in the bottom half. Yeah. Aggressively would be an understatement for me. <laughs> but we'll see. And, and right now, he's right now, he's listening to this. And he's fighting back. He's fighting back the tears, and he's he's mad, but he knows this is what's best. Yeah, we all know that Stu Hinton's listening to this and is immediately texting the group. That's right. If anybody has listened to this point in the show, it is that's Stu right. Stu Hinton, he'll be live tweeting the rest of the <laughs> podcast for us. <laughs> 
So that actually, if, if we're done on, on Porsche, I Dan, think so. Um, uh, it is now time to talk about our esteemed commissioner. Oh man, Ben, that was a really cool boo sound effect that you added in there. Just assuming you're going to do that <laughs> in post production. I think it, uh, I think you're overestimating my abilities. <laughs> Oh man, look at that. You just did it again. And you did the sound of the doves after that's pretty cool. You're good with that stuff, man. Um, all right. So let's look at the team of Ben Jones, who is, uh, you, you provided in my mind and I haven't stopped. I haven't stopped laughing about it since because every time basically anybody does anything, I just think, oh man, what does this mean for Derrick Henry's value? <laughs> Um, for the for the fifty six dollars on Derrick Henry, so you went you went um, sort of similar to Grubbs. You you went in on a couple backs, but you actually got quite like some big values. Um, Gurley for twenty four, who you knew you and I spoke, um, and, and you knew I was not particularly in on Gurley, but I I definitely know that if he is who we just assume he will be when he's healthy, he'll be he'll be great for twenty four. Henry for 56, you obviously can't go wrong. And all jokes aside, compared to the other values, Henry does look pretty good at 56. When, when you look at the fact that Mixon was 60, Cook was 60, Kenyon Drake was uh, 57. Um, I mean, you know, realistically, Derrick Henry is about as good as Saquon Barkley. Like, he doesn't catch passes like Saquon Barkley, but, like, put the two side by side, and they're about as good at the running back position as the other and Saquon was $69. So, nice. I mean, 56 for Derrick Henry is great. <laughs> um, Galladay, you know, is my, is my heart. Um, there, I no longer have a heart. It is just Kenny Galladay. Just, he's just in there just doing stuff. Um, Cortland Sutton, uh, by the way, $36 on Kenny Galladay. 21 on Sutton, both of which I love because I love both of those guys. I've never been a huge DJ Moore guy. But I certainly see the appeal, and thirty-three dollars is a good price. You spent up on receivers. Um, you spent, golly, um, if I could do math, that would be uh, ideal in this moment. But like over seventy something dollars, bro. It's ninety. Um, over seventy. I wasn't wrong. Um, so you spent, and Justin Justin Russell is just listening right now. Like, oh, I know math. Um, oh, that was a math teacher at Pedal. Um, Brett's a stupid history teacher, barely graduated from college. Uh, so you spent a lot of money on receivers, but then you got Mostert, who I think is probably your steal. Uh, if I'm going ahead and putting a putting a label on that, I think Mostert for seven bucks was great. Um, went in on Kareem Hunt, nine bucks, pretty great. Uh, I think your biggest mistake was putting Brashad Perriman on your team. Uh, that's every NFL team's biggest mistake of the past decade um, is just thinking that Brashad Perriman was going to, was going to do stuff. No offense though. Um, And that's about it. I mean, like, so I think your team looks really good, especially when you, when you look at uh, Higby is a good enough tight end. And then you've got three really good receivers, three really good backs. And then you got Tom Brady who, how you feeling? How you feeling on that? What's your temp? Uh, the t- temp on Tom Brady uh, is who, who really knows. Um, I think that they've got. Here's the thing: it's the most, it's the most talented uh, offense he's ever been around. 
um, but without the um, without the Belichick piece of it, um, who really knows what what Brady will be? Um, Do you feel tethered in any sense to Tom Brady? Like, like so, okay, let's say week three rolls around and Brady hasn't done a whole lot. He's gotten you 15 points a week. What are you doing with Tom Brady? No, I'm dumping him like a sack of rocks. Like a sack of rocks. Why'd you pick up the sack of rocks in the first place? Because uh, I, I don't know. I have no idea. Working on the railroad? What? Like, um, So you, you don't feel tied to Tom Brady. You spend a buck on him. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Um, Preston Williams, who I know you love. You're big, big, big Preston Williams guy. Always have been since last year, at least. Uh, so, I mean, like, I, I, I like your team a lot. What, what, what are your thoughts? What are your feelings? Yeah. So, I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of my own team. I, obviously, last year, I was not a big fan of my team at all. Hated it. Was terrified. Very surprised I didn't take the ACT, though I was very close. Um, but this year, yeah. th- this year, I think I uh, just uh, tried to stay balanced, tried to stay stable. Um, as far as Derrick Henry goes, I, I knew that I wanted to get a top tier back, right? Uh, one of those guys, one of those first round running backs. Right. And so I, I knew that I didn't want to try and pay top dollar. Like I didn't want to, I didn't want to hop in on McCaffrey. I didn't want to hop in on Kamara or Edwards Hilaire necessarily, though those guys are great and I value them more than I value Henry. I just thought that Derrick Henry was going to be one of those guys that would get uh, downplayed just because of his name, right? So even right. Though, like he had a huge year last year, right? But he's not excited like a super like sexy pick. And so I thought like we at, at the point I got Henry for fifty six, there may have only been a couple of other backs up there, and I, I benchmarked off of something. Maybe maybe uh, Elliot was gone or something. I can't quite remember. But anyway, fifty six, I felt comfortable. Uh, that would get me out of the competition to spend over 60 on a guy. And so I really felt good about that in particular. Um, So this isn't, this isn't a totally fair question because it's kind of a hindsight's 2020 thing. mm -hmm. Knowing what, you know, you spent 56 on Henry and Dalvin cook went for 61. Now let's since, since it's kind of unfair, let's just make it, Raheem Mostert, who you spent seven on, so technically that's sixty-three bucks. Do you like your team? Because you were saying you wanted to save that money and and maybe not quite spend as much on on somebody like Henry and and not get into the sixties. But you know, you're looking at your team. Take out Derrick Henry and Raheem Mostert and put in Dalvin Cook. Do you like that team more, or do you like your team more because you saved that little bit of money? Yeah, no, I I love the savings, right? I, I feel like that. Mostert's a guy that I loved, and I would have spent several more dollars on him uh, intentionally saving. And I think Mostert's a good example because he's the sort of value that you're hoping falls to you. That's right. That's right. You know what I mean? Because he could be seriously good. Yeah, he certainly could be. And so Mostert was a guy that I was going to land unless someone incredibly overpaid. Um, and so I was happy to get Mostert. But here, here's why the savings is important because – I was able to land not only Raheem Mostert but also Kareem Hunt as well, and so I think both of yeah. I think both of those guys are every week flex plays, um, and, and to have them both on your team, one one in the bench, uh, really means a lot. And so five dollars at the beginning of the draft maybe not, doesn't seem like a ton, 
Um, but it, it, it did seem to certainly help um, late, later in the draft. So uh, I, I, I yeah. am, I, I do, I do enjoy my team. Yeah. Um, if, if we are, let's see, let's find somebody who, who maybe was not your best value. I'm, I'm just not a Preston Williams guy. I don't like that he was undrafted initially. I don't like that he's on the Dolphins. So four bucks on Preston Williams is, is not ideal. But um, I think I already said Brashad Perriman for your team. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, that, 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 perfectly fine. Um, awesome. So wh- where you got me finishing, Brett? I think I, I see you as the I see you as as the sixth seed. I, I see you I see you skating in. But then but then once you're there, just depending on where Henry is with his health and Galladay and Sutton and DJ Moore because those guys are explosive, I can see you being the sixth seed that makes a run. Yeah. Um, where do you where do you have yourself? Yeah, just barely squeaking in, probably. Um, I'd say six seed as well. I think anything can really go. Um, Gurley's risky. Um, You know, there's a chance that Henry gets bottled up some. Um, And so it could be – it could go south quickly. Um, Injuries could obviously always hurt. But, you know, I I feel good. I feel good enough that I think I'd make the playoffs, and then we'll see after that. All that matters is making it, in my mind, because once you're there, you never know. Yeah, that's a good point. All right, cool. Well, let's keep the ball rolling here. Um, but before we get uh, going, let's uh, let's hit them with a little bit of a commercial break here. So, guys, we'll be back right after this commercial. What is the commercial? Well, I don't know yet. Uh, actually, we probably have to <laughs> have to build it or something. But if there's not a commercial break. Um, I don't know what I'll do. I'll just cut this out, I guess. This reminds me of last year whenever whenever we, we tried to get started and Justin was there. He's like, is this how it starts? <laughs> do, you, do you remember that? <laughs> how funny was that? What we just... <laughs> just radio silence. Is this how it starts? Is this it? He was like, oh, are we going? Like, is this... <laughs> <laughs> that was so Oh man, gosh! <laughs> what, a, what a classic moment in, in Bragger podcast history, right there. I think y'all were waiting on me. I think it was my fault. I don't know, but I think I just introed, and then he was like, "Wait, are we going?" <laughs> This is how it starts. <laughs> oh, man. 